G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Tuesday, always good to get insights into what's happening on the other side of the world as those breaking news stories out of Israel and the Middle East affect the people of God and how we are connected here in Australia to those issues that happen around the Holy Land in Israel. Ron Ross is back with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Well, Ron, of recent times we were celebrating all sorts of amazing centenaries with the charge of the light horse at Beersheba, and there were more events that came after the charge of the light horse, which were quite significant, and another one of those just yesterday in Israel. Yes, there were great festivities in Jerusalem's old city yesterday, belied by the fact that there'd been a terror attack in the capital just 24 hours earlier. Thousands of people, Jews, Christians, Muslims, locals and tourists from all across the strata of society crowded the plaza outside the Jaffa Gate and the road bordering the Tower of David to watch the reenactment of General Allenby's entry into Jerusalem 100 years ago. There was a brass band, people were waving flags and the attire of a considerable number of those present was from a current uh, vogue. They even went back to wearing army uniforms from way back. Faces were wreathed in smiles and the air of anticipation was almost tangible. Allenby's entry into Jerusalem on December 11, 1917 was celebrated by a crowd that reached back in time to grasp that same feeling of hope that had permeated throughout the old city with his proclamation of martial law in Jerusalem, thereby fleeing the city Uh, freeing the city, rather, from four centuries of Turkish rule. It was the beginning of a new era. The Jews during that time saw it as a Hanukkah miracle, and today's the day Hanukkah begins this year, and that heralded the possibility the Zionist aspirations would be realized. The Christians saw it as a Christmas present for civilization, and the Muslims regarded it as a message from their prophet Muhammad. Alan B., who assured the population that it was his desire that every person should pursue his profession, way of life, his traditions, and his religion without fear, had the proclamation read out in seven languages by six representatives of communities living in the old city in the languages most familiar to them. And the original English version was read by Alan B. himself. Interestingly enough, moderator Afshalom Kaur, who's an expert on Hebrew language, noted that when the proclamation was read out in Hebrew in 1917, it was the first time since the Second Temple period that Hebrew had been officially recognized as a language. Ron, there are a lot of stakeholders throughout the entire Middle East who are interested in peace. The latest delegation, a Bahraini delegation, has visited Jerusalem to talk peace. Yes, it's a 25-member delegation, and it's on a visit uh, to Jerusalem. 
in a small but significant move towards normalizing relationships between Israel and the tiny Gulf monarchy. Although the group does not include any government officials, its arrival for a five-day visit makes good on a pledge by King Hamad ben Essi al-Khalifi to allow his citizens to travel freely to Israel, said Rabbi Abraham Cooper, the Associate Dean of the Simon Weisenthal Center. They're hosting the tour. Cooper and Weisenthal Center Dean Marvin Heer met the King in Mahana in February, and during that session he voiced opposition to boycotting Israel and stressed that his subjects would be free to visit according to the rabbis. This is not a government-to-government thing, but it's inspired by his statement, Cooper said. He gave a clear signal, and here they are. The visitors are an interfaith delegation affiliated with the NGO This Is Bahrain. They said the delegation's leader, Betsy Matheson. About half the group is native Bahraini, while the other half is comprised of expatriates who became Bahraini citizens. We're not here uh, to interact with the government. We're here to talk about peace, she said. But there's a combination there of Muslims and Christians, and it's a very exciting visit. Ron, the controversy this past week over Donald Trump naming Jerusalem as the capital for the Jewish people in Israel. Uh, It's had all sorts of effects, and of course there's violence on the streets as well. Uh, But the Israeli Prime Minister has reminded or introduced the French President to uh, the idea that the Bible has Jerusalem as its capital. Yeah, Benjamin Netanyahu's on a two-day visit into Europe, and it started in Paris. And it was there that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu with the French President Macron on Sunday, uh, they met and they began a process of talking about relocating the uh, embassy uh, from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Prior to President Trump's announcement, French President Emmanuel Macron urged the American leader not to publicly recognize Jerusalem as the Israeli capital pressing him in a phone call to preserve the status quo. On Sunday, Macron met with Netanyahu, one of the few world leaders, to praise President Trump for his historic step. During the meeting, Macron pressed the Israeli Premier to restrict the growth of Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria and urged him to present goodwill gestures uh, to the Palestinians. I urged the Prime Minister to show courage in his dealing with the Palestinians to get us out of a current dead end, Macron said. Prime Minister Netanyahu ridiculed continued opposition to President Trump's declaration and the ongoing refusal of most of the international community to acknowledge the reality that Jerusalem is and has been the Jewish capital city. There is an effort continually in the UN forums of UNESCO and elsewhere to deny the millennial connection of the Jewish people to Jerusalem. And that's absurd, he said. And he said, you can read it in a very fine book. It's called the Bible. You can read it after the Bible. You can hear it in the history of Jewish communities throughout diaspora. Next year in Jerusalem, he said, uh, referring to a phrase uh, spoken by Jews in their Passover. Where is the capital of Israel? But in Jerusalem. Where is our Knesset, our parliament? Where is our Supreme Court, the seat of our government, the Prime Minister's office? 
the president's office. It's not in Beersheba. It's not in Ashdod. It's in Jerusalem, he said. Well, for readers of the Bible, it's really just a restatement of the obvious. Talking about the Bible, talking about Israel, and of course, as Christians, Ron, we would see the presence of Israel, uh, the reformation of that nation-state 70 years ago as a fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Uh, Nothing strange and nothing complicated about that simple fulfillment of biblical prophecy, but now 250 Israeli rabbis are telling President Trump, you are fulfilling biblical prophecies. They invoked biblical blessings and they were leading Israeli rabbis and they thanked Trump for acting to fulfill prophecies about Israel's redemption. 250 Israeli rabbis, including Chief Rabbi Yitzhak Yosef, sent a letter to President Trump thanking him and praising him for his decision to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital. The letter, initiated by the Safed's chief rabbi, Shmuel Eliyahu, and delivered by Yossi Dagan, the head of Samaria Regional Council, told the American president, you have the rare privilege to be the first president to recognize Jerusalem as the eternal capital of the state of Israel. We are confident that you will be remembered in the history of the Jewish people forever as one who stood at the floor and was not afraid. May God's promise to Joshua be fulfilled upon you. Did I not command you, be strong and have courage. Do not fear and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Ynet reported that the letter was signed by rabbis of a wide range of communities, including rabbinical judges and yeshiva heads. Among the prominent signatories, the chief rabbi Yitzhak Yosef, the national religious leader, Rabbi Haim Drukman, the rabbi of Safed, Shmuel Eliyahu, and Rabbi Eliakim Lebanon of the Samaria region. We merit living in a generation in which prophecies are being fulfilled one after the other, the letter said, emphasizing that Trump is playing his role in that process. The presidents of America merited standing by Israel in actualizing the prophecy of the return to Zion and the building of the state of Israel. With this recognition, we see the fulfillment of another step in the completion of the prophecy of Isaiah, that the nations of the world will recognize the centrality of Jerusalem. And they quoted, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake I will not remain quiet. Till her vindication shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your vindication. Isaiah 62, 1. And, Ron, when we talk about ideologies and there are all sorts of influences that happen in Israel and throughout the Middle East, uh, propaganda permeates teaching curriculum for children from the youngest ages. And as I understand it uh, from one of these latest headlines, the Palestinian Authority even has science and maths textbooks that are promoting jihad. Yeah, this is interesting because it's way before... Uh, President Trump recognized the city of Jerusalem. The Palestinian Authority recently published a new school curriculum in which radicalization is more pervasive than ever before, with more pressure put on children to carry out acts of violence against Israelis. The Institute for Monitoring Peace and Cultural Tolerance in School Education, called IMPACT, found that the textbooks issued for the new academic year 
for grades 1 to 11 are more inflammatory than ever before with zero respect, tolerance and understanding toward Israel and the Western others. There is denial and demonization, the report said. An attitude of hatred and scapegoating fosters an atmosphere of non-responsibility. The curriculum agitates against regional and local cooperation with Israel while advocating boycott and violence of that partner, it added. The textbooks further endorse the idea that there will be a long war of attrition, after which there will be a return of the Palestinian masses to Israel, which even in its current state is presented as Palestine. For example, a 10th grade geography textbook declares Israel Negev Desert to be territory constituting about half of the area of Palestine. Even seemingly benign subjects, such as the sciences, are infused with references to jihad. A science textbook teaches Newtonian gravity through the image of a boy with a slingshot targeting soldiers to explain power, mass and tensile strength. An 11th grade physics textbook teaches circular motion through the use of a slingshot in another clash with IDF soldiers. A mathematics textbook aimed at 4th graders instructs pupils to calculate the number of martyrs in the first and second Palestinian intifadas. The number of martyrs of the first intifada, uh, the intifada of rocks, is 2,026 martyrs, and the number of the martyrs of the Al-Aqsa intifada is 5,050. And uh, the textbook charges the, ch- uh, the children to add those numbers up. Well, Ron, a mix of celebration, ethical challenge and cultural security issues. Uh, Always good getting your insights into what is happening, breaking news from overnight from Israel and the wider Middle East. Ron Ross, thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Happy Hanukkah, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.